Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points. What is a Fisher House? It's a place where families can stay close by while our military and veterans are treated for wounds and illnesses, seen or unseen, at military and VA hospitals. Because the family's love is the best medicine of all. Learn more at fisherhouse.org. Several months ago, I got a new follower on Twitter. Her name is Demi Michelle. She started to share and like and really support me in ways that uh, I was very surprised by, especially for someone I had never met. But over the past few months, we've become friends and we exchanged some direct messages and she shared what's happening in her life and what she's up to. She recently recorded and produced and released her own new, brand new album. Demi Michelle Schwartz is a pop and country songwriter from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. From a young age, she has surrounded herself with music, piano playing, singing her favorite songs, and going to as many concerts as possible. While in college, she discovered her passion for songwriting and decided to turn her expressions into lyrics. The thought of writing a new song is always on her mind, and she can't resist typing lyrics into her phone and recording melody ideas as she's inspired. Her songs hold an authenticity that shows who she is and staying true to herself as a songwriter. I think you'll enjoy this episode because we tie a lot of collaborative efforts between writing songs, producing songs, writing an album, putting an album out, and my new ventures as a business, as a small business, just getting started. I hope you enjoy this episode today. I know I did. Let me go ahead and introduce you to my new friend, to me, Michelle. Welcome to the Unscripted Podcast. My name is Corby LaCroix, and the song you're hearing right now is called Great and Mighty One, available on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your music. But for now, recording from the unscripted studio at the junction in Old Hilliard, here's your host and my friend, Aaron Conrad. All right, everybody, welcome to Unscripted from my studios at the junction in Old Hilliard. Corby, thank you for the introduction on audio as always. Speaking of audio, I have looked forward to this interview for a very, very long time. My guest today has been a huge supporter of everything that we've done in Unscripted, and uh, I look forward to speaking with her soon. So I will let her introduce herself and we will go from there. So that was the greatest intro, honestly. <laughs> She's really <laughs> Uh, hi everyone my name is Demi Michelle I am a pop and country songwriter I recently just released my debut album Dear Diary on October 15th so I'm so excited that's out um, but along with being a songwriter I'm also a graduate student getting my MFA in writing popular fiction I'm a podcaster I'm the host of Write on Track a songwriting podcast I'm also currently in songwriting school with the Songwriting Academy so yes I do so much but I'm so so excited to be on this show because everything you do, Aaron, is so inspiring. So um, it's an honor to be here. 
Well, Demi, I could say the same. My goodness. Uh, that was a lot. You, you're doing a lot more than, than I am. And uh, you've been a huge supporter from the very beginning of this thing. And I'm, I'm, I'm thankful. Um, I'm always honored. And, and you've shared and you've liked and you've, you know, I, I'm just, I'm really, really thankful to have you on today. Uh, it means a lot to me. Of course. All right. Well, let's start at the very beginning. So I feel like from the beginning with me with music, that's kind of where it all started. Um, I started playing piano when I was 10 and it happened very unexpectedly because before I started learning piano, I haven't had any musical training at all. Um, but one day I was over at my cousin's house for one of my cousin's birthdays. Um, and one of my cousins sat down and started playing happy birthday on piano. And like I said, prior to this, I've never touched an instrument ever um and so she started playing happy birthday and i sat down right after her and played it by ear without ever playing piano before and so my aunt kind of told my mom you should probably let Jimmy take piano lessons because <laughs> she just did that um so i started taking piano lessons um and found that piano was truly my passion from a very young age um, but from that, I feel like I started to sing when I was in middle school. I joined choir just for the whole social experience because all of my friends were doing it. And then I started taking voice lessons in high school. But at this point, it was all just for, you know, like a hobby, really. Like I wasn't planning on studying music or pursuing music in any way um, until I got to college. When I initially majored in music therapy, which is super interesting, I'll talk more about that in a bit, um, I started as music therapy, and I realized that the clinical side wasn't really for me, but I still loved the whole aspect and concept that music can be seen as a therapeutic tool, um, and a lot of people have found healing through music, I definitely have. And so from that, that's when I started to discover songwriting, putting my love for music and also writing with my masters um, together. Because when I was in high school, when I was in college, I also majored in creative writing as well. And so after I switched my music major to just a BA and added my creative writing major, I started to put music and writing together and discovered that even though I wasn't going on clinical sites and doing all those kind of things with music therapy, I was still able to use my songwriting as a therapeutic tool. And I did that for myself for a really long time. And I didn't really tell people I was songwriting because I had major confidence issues. But after I kind of got over that and started sharing my music, I got a lot of great feedback and then decided to dive into songwriting. And here I am now. And here you are now. And, and I'll tell you, I, I, I listened to um, quite a bit of your stuff today and, and, and have before today, but, but just reviewing today because I knew we were going to interview um, your songwriting is is very unique, um, and I, I think it's very personal, and that's what I really liked about it, is it's very, very personal. Your sound is also very unique. It sounds a lot like a, um, it reminded me of a Jennifer Knapp. It's a throwback, I think, um, and I don't know mm -hmm. if you've heard that before, but it's a throwback to a, a more, um, I don't want to say like the 60s, but it's, it's a time when um, a guitar and a message kind of come together versus uh where we are today with you know pop and you know I don't, what do they call that when somebody uses a you know thing with their voice that that doesn't sound anything like their voice i can't remember auto -tune. It thank you it's not auto-tuned it's very raw it's very real um and then to know that you wrote your own music like i appreciate that when i when i was listening to it today i can appreciate that as someone who appreciates music 
um, that's really not easy. You know, you're not, it's not digitally produced, almost like an Instagram filter for those that, that, you know, maybe don't listen to music as much as I do. You know, the, the, the audio tune is a, is an Instagram filter. It's not real. And so, um, I like that it's, it's, it's unfiltered. It's, it's you. And then the, the, the words are something that you've written. So that's also very impressive for someone to put that all together. So, um, so yeah, that's my feedback. That's my, um, that's my review. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. I feel like as a songwriter, um, I kind of learned the hard way about why it's so important to be authentic and true and honest, because when I started kind of recording more fun when I was just exploring, I wrote a ton of songs that were 100% fiction and they were super cool pop songs, but I didn't connect to them because they weren't from my from my life and my story. Mm -hmm. And I recorded a ton of songs, like an album's worth of songs, completely recorded, mixed and mastered. And then I realized I can't release this music because it's not me. And I would literally tell anybody who is thinking about being a songwriter <clears throat> to just be authentically you because I spent so much energy and money and studio time working on songs that I didn't even release because I didn't believe in them. Um, so that was a hard lesson that I had to learn. But I feel like as a whole, um, like you said, my my style being um, a little reminiscent of, you know, some older styles mixed mm -hmm. with more modern styles. That's really interesting you say that because I've always loved pop music, but I've been told by many people um, that my sound is more of like a a folk pop slash mm -hmm. country crossover mm -hmm. um and i never really thought of it like that before and so with my music moving forward i'm definitely going to try to bring that out more you know consciously um but i feel like as a whole what really you know intertwines all of my music is the authenticity and it's that it's so personal mm -hmm. because that's what i really want to do as a songwriter i want to inspire and i want to share my story um because i know there's so many people out there who turn to music mm -hmm. for one reason or another and i always gravitate toward the songs that i know the artist singing it believes every single word they're saying because that song means so much to them. Right. And that's something I aspire to do as well. So your words mean so much to me. Thank you so much. Oh, no, it, you don't have to thank me at all. I, I'm i not Simon Cowell. So <laughs> don't. My, 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 my advice in 50 cents might get you a cup of coffee at a gas station. Um, but but at the same time, you know, just just my um, following of music in general, that's kind of where I thought when I listened to it was, you know, this this seems to be the lane that now, you know, and anybody can go out and make a certain um, recording that, that puts them in a certain lane, you know, I mean, Taylor right. Swift has gone from country to pop to whatever <laughs> else, you know what I mean? So you can, you can record whatever you want and it puts you in whatever lane. It's just when I listen to your voice, when I listen to the lyrics, when I listen to the, uh, recordings, I was like, you know, this is kind of the lane that I see, I see you in. And I think that's, that's your fit. Now I, I don't, again, we've just met mm -hmm. 10 minutes ago, but, um, I don't, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, that that's kind of where I see you. And again, that, that in 50 cents will, not buy you a lot, but um, anyway, that that's just what that was my feedback. But you mentioned a few things in there that I really want to unpack with you, and that's all right. So you decide, okay. So I'm writing music because there's, I have to think, and I've never written a song in my life. I barely can play the guitar. I did grow up playing piano, um, so I do have a 
an ounce of instrumental talent, but nothing that I would ever <laughs> do publicly. Um, but that being said, at some point you probably had to decide, okay, do I want to be a songwriter or do I want to be a singer songwriter? Like there, was there a fork in the road where you said, okay, I want to, I, cause clearly you can write music clearly, or well, clearly you can write, you can write a song. Um, and then, so I'm fascinated by this and I hope our audience will be too. Um, how do you go from uh, sitting down with an illegal pad, writing out a song, writing out lyrics, writing out your story, let's just say, to adding music to that, to deciding I want somebody else to record this or I'll shop this or so this is a really multi-pronged question. And maybe you can just walk us through the process of from legal pad to the day that you record it yourself and the decisions you have to make along the way. Well, I love this question because I feel like the creative process is hands down my favorite thing in the whole world. Um, I feel like for me, it all starts with some kind of inspiration because I have to write something meaningful to me. Mm -hmm. um, and I actually do tend to start with some kind of lyrical draft or lyric and melody simultaneously because I'm so focused on the story. Um, and in terms of in terms of going to record the song, I feel like a big design, deciding factor for me is, you know, really taking a critical analytical approach to my songs. And this is something that not all creatives can do. They write something or if you're a painter or, you know, sculpture, whatever you do, like you can look at what you created and be so attached to it like you're afraid to make changes or you're afraid to share it in fear of what people might think um but i found that it's so important to be critical because if you're going to put your work out into the world for others it has to be in the best form you can get it to be in and so i'm a huge fan of revising like every single song that i release has gone through various rewrites until i get exactly how i want it Mm. Um, and then I tend to sit with it for quite a bit before I go to the studio to make sure that's the song that I want to record because I write a ton of songs like not every song I write I'm going to record so there is definitely a selection process thinking about what songs are crafted the best and what songs do I connect to the most and all those kind of questions. Um, and in terms of recording it myself or somebody else, that's an interesting point too, because I am definitely trying to go the more songwriter route where I write for other artists or co-write songs for another artist. That's what I'm trying to do. I haven't gotten there quite yet. Um, I've been doing a lot of co-writes, but none of my songs have been recorded by another artist yet. Um, but I think like in terms of recording the songs I write myself, the studio aspect is probably my favorite part of the creative process because I write most of my songs on guitar or the piano. And so when you have a very stripped down demo, just guitar, vocal, or piano and vocal, you have that very raw song. But in my head, I'm going off in all of these different directions of like instrumentation and production and like what key is this actually going to be in and all those kind of things. And all that really comes to life in the studio. And I'm so lucky to have an amazing producer, Bob McCutcheon, who literally lets me sit right next to him and like add all the instruments. I'm part of the mixing process just so everything sounds the way I envision it because that's so important to me as the one who wrote the song it's important that it sounds the way I envision it to sound um, and I also have other incredible musicians Luke Wood my guitarist and Sophia Elliott my drummer um, and I just love the whole collaborative effort because even though I wrote these songs 
I'm all for, you know, asking others opinions, like, what should we do here? Like, maybe we should bring the base in here, like, whatever it might be, to make other people feel like they're engaging with the whole process. And as a whole, like, we're all creating something incredible, we're all excited about and that we all love. Um, So it's just so, it's so amazing going from having a spark of, oh, this is a cool title, or like, oh my gosh, this is a concept I totally want to write about, to actually going to the studio and recording it, and then eventually getting a final master recording to release. It's so beautiful, and I'm so grateful that I get to do this, because all these songs mean so much to me, and every song I've released so far has touched someone in some special way. And I always say also that one of the most beautiful parts of the process is releasing it because at that point, those songs aren't mine anymore. You know what I mean? Like they're out into the world and whatever the listeners make of them is what it is. And however they interpret the songs is, you know, how it is. And so I kind of have to let go in a way and say, okay, I did this, but it's it's yours now. And I've definitely felt that with Dear Diary and it's been such an incredible experience so far. I love it. I, and I love, um, I, I really like this song, to be honest with you. I really like this song, Will I Ever? Um, I thought that was a great. Oh, thank you. There, there's no better leadoff hitter, pardon the baseball pun um, or expression. Um, <laughs> there's no better way to lead off an album than with Will I Ever. It's really great. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah. And I listened to That's the whole thing today. It's, yeah, it's so good. I, I really, I, I love what you're putting together. So let me make a really bad analogy maybe, but like, I don't, my mind and maybe our audience listening, you know, some of us don't understand it. You, you said it so well. Thank you for giving me the words, the creative process. Um, I'm a creative, but not in that lane. Like I can't sit down and write a song. I can write a blog post, <laughs> you know, I could tell a yeah. story. Uh, there's people that have told me I need to write a book and that's, possibly in the works breaking news um but i you know like i i can't write a song um i i don't i don't even know where that that what that looks like but what i you know and then i i obviously went to college for business and so um in my quote unquote creative mind i know how to potentially build a business i have a dream of mm-hmm. what that business could look like um and so i guess i'm making i guess a a, a um I guess I'm drawing a comparison to the fact that if, if I sat back one day and I sat down and I said, okay, this is like, have I started with a blank sheet of paper, much like writing a song. And I said, I want, I want a business to look like this. And I think we should do this almost like you just, so I, hopefully people are understanding where I'm going with this and I'm trying, I'm I'm having a hard time communicating. It makes total sense. If much like I would sit in a boardroom or on a whiteboard with friends or, you know, uh, business partners I would whiteboard out. I want our business to look like this. And I want our messaging to be this. And I want to be this kind of brand. And if we moved into an office, I want it to look like this. And I want to get us to market like this. You know what I mean? Like I, so that I think that's, what's very interesting in speaking with you is I'm completely with you. It's just not the same way. You know what I mean? Like, because, and if I could sit back where you have now, you now have an album uh, Dear Diary, which is your launch of your business. And so mm-hmm. for me, if that's me on my side of the quote unquote creative process, I'm looking at it and I'm saying, I launched this, this is my baby. Mm-hmm. And th- to your point, there's parts of that to say, I'm not okay with how that logo looks, or 
I don't want that logo on that sweatshirt. <laughs> I'm making stuff up as we yeah. go now, but do you know what I mean? Like I, so although my mind or my talent or lack thereof doesn't uh, connect with yours in terms of how you, you know, you're in the music side. I'm not, I don't understand that, but I do understand hopefully a little bit of the business side. And so to put those two together, I totally understand um, the process I guess this is what I think that's what I'm trying to get to is like, I understand that and really appreciate the process and having mm -hmm. it finally go to market for you, an album, if it's for me, a website launch, whatever it might be, that's a moment that has to be so special. So that was a really long <laughs> extended way to come back to the question of how special was it to launch your first album? Yeah, it was so special. Um, so special. Before I talk about that more, I just want to say, like, you know, the whole analogy you made makes total sense because the music industry is a business. Like, I released an album, which is a work of creativity and music, but there was a lot of marketing that went into that, booking interviews, getting merch design, getting my website all organized, getting physical CDs that I'm going to be selling on my website. Um, so there's literally so much from the business side. And I think your whole businessy approach makes total sense as well, because you cannot release an album without knowing something about marketing or business. It just is not going to work at all. Um, and right. so I spent so much time, you know, planning all that. Musically, I've been working on this album for two years, but this past year, probably starting in February is when I really started getting into all the marketing, getting, you know, all the press photos taken and graphic art and all that. Um, so yeah, it definitely is uh, a business as well. Um, but in terms of how special it is to be out, like I literally can't even like wrap my head around it. I remember um, the night it came out, I stayed up till midnight um, and I was texting my one friend. Um, he was staying up till midnight with me, like to, to hear the drop and <laughs> literally like just sat on my bed and just started crying when it yeah. came out because I cannot believe this is out oh my god um and then just like listening to it for the first time on Spotify was like oh my god I cannot believe after two years of like blood sweat and tears working on this project um it's finally out so yeah it's so special um and an album as well like before this I released five singles which is special to release those as well um, but releasing a single is completely different than an album. And mm -hmm. I'm really, I'm really excited with everything that's happening surrounding the project. How much have you had to self-train yourself? Because you just made a very good point. So imagine if I started a business and I, I needed a jink. So again, this is a bad analogy. Maybe, maybe it's a good analogy. I'm not sure. But so if I'm <laughs> going to start a business and I needed a jingle, I would have to teach myself how to make a jingle because I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a creative music person. You mm -hmm. just said it, I think a minute ago, you're a, you're a very clearly talented and creative music person. Yet. I don't think you probably, you know, went, went the route of marketing. So you probably had to teach yourself at least oh, in the early stages, 100%. at some point you're going to pass the baton, you know, hopefully your career continues to grow and, you know, you'll have someone that'll come alongside you. That'll be a part of your team. That's going to say, okay, Demi, we need to do this. This is how we need to <laughs> go to market. And I've got this, and this is how I do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, but as again, we're both startups. So, you know, for each of us, we have to teach ourselves something we've never done before. Now I can't imagine mm -hmm. going out and creating a jingle on my own or, and I don't mean that in any, you know, I mean, I, I, um, whatever. <laughs> whatever a jingle sounds like some kind of derogatory. It's not, I, I don't mean that in that way, but like I, if I wanted a beat for my podcast, mm -hmm. I don't know how to create a beat. 
you know? And so for <laughs> you, you know, for you, I wonder, all right, you know how to create a beat, but do you know how to market? So to, to the point is you, you've had to do this on your own. You've had to go out and watch mm-hmm. what, I don't know, YouTube videos or, or find advisors and mentors that said, okay, this is how you need to do this. And like, we're both shoestring trying to put this thing together on my side of business, on your side of music. So I, I don't want to keep going back to that analogy, but I think it's a fair one for people that are listening because a lot of us, I think, listening don't understand the creative process when it comes to music. Is, yeah. is that fair to say? Like, have you had to <clears throat> teach yourself a lot? Oh, yeah. When it comes to the marketing and networking, like I cannot tell you how many hours I spent like trying to learn. And I'm so lucky now that I have someone who is being so kind and loving. And um, I kind of see as a mentor who's just been there for me um, through this whole launch process very recently. So it's been amazing. Um, But up until then, literally like completely myself. And I think this is one of the things where um, anyone listening can kind of take away here is like, some of these things are just like trial and error and like learning from your own mistakes. Because when I released my first two singles into focus and all I want this Christmas, I knew nothing about the music business at that time. And I just released two songs. Nobody listened to them. And I'm sitting here thinking, do my songs suck? Why isn't anybody listening? And it was because I didn't market them. Right. And I realized that there are certain things that, you have to do as an independent artist to even get noticed. A, you've got to have a website. You has to, it has to be a very professional website um, with all your music on there and everything you're doing. Also, you never send any kind of like email to anybody without an EPK. And for those of you who are listening who don't know what an EPK is, it's an electronic press kit, which is basically your music resume. I mm. didn't have one of these until my third release, Ellie Will Wait For Me, because I didn't know mm. what they were. Um, and so it's just those things, like little small things you have to like learn as you go. Um, another one is not submitting your music to radio without metadata. I didn't know this until somebody told me like, why are you releasing your music without metadata? Like, I didn't know. Wow. Um, so there's just many things you kind of have to learn. And especially as independent artists, like we have so much to focus on, like the craft and also, you know, building a brand and getting a website and getting our like music out there, getting interviews, promotion and everything. Um, and there's a lot to learn. And I feel like I've read, um, you know, lots of articles, books, watch YouTube videos. And it's one of those things where like, if you really want something and you really want to be part of whatever industry it might be you got to educate yourself and keep up with how the industry is changing and what are kind of the unspoken rules per se. And like all those things, Um, because the more you know about the business, the better off you'll be. Because when I started, like I said, knew nothing. And now like if I would have tried to release an album in 2019, it would have been a total disaster. But now that I've had two years of really digging deep into the business and learning it and growing, it was a much better success than it would have been two years ago. So I really think research is important. And just if you're passionate about it, you'll you'll want to do the research. Like, I don't mind reading a book on music business. I think that's cool and fun. But for somebody who doesn't want to be in the music business, I think that's boring. Um So yeah, just truly try to educate yourself in whatever your industry is, because you'll be better off in the long run. That's a great answer. (laughs) I wish you were doing video because that was a really good answer. And and the thought that came to mind, the quote that comes to my mind is a quote that I love. And it says that overnight success usually takes 15 years. Mm 
And oh, I think, 100%. Right. <laughs> I, I think, you know, again, for you and I both to draw that, that same comparison, you know, what I, what I appreciate for me. And I, I, I think, I, I assume you're going to say the same, cause I feel like we're kind of connected. Um, you know, what I'm thankful for is people's grace, you know, um, it grace while I'm trying to figure it out because overnight success does not happen. It, it takes 15 <laughs> years and it takes grace from your audience. It takes grace mm-hmm. from friends and family and people that discover you on whatever social media platform is out there or websites out there. It takes grace for people to watch a YouTube video and go, okay, well, the video was horrible, but, but <laughs> the content was great. And I see where, you know, he or she is going, you know, to listen to a song and say, okay, well, you know, maybe it wasn't as sharp as, you know, something I would normally hear as far, you know, what, you know what I mean? Like, and I, this is, has nothing to do with mm-hmm. your talent level. I'm, I'm talking about, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, hopefully that makes sense. Like, right. Like, like hypothetical, like yeah. to listen to, as you said, your first two songs, you didn't know. So when I, when I speak on the music side, when I speak of grace, I think of, you know, somebody that received your email and says, okay, she's new. She's just figuring this out. And she doesn't mm-hmm. know that she needs, did you say, what is it called? An EPK? An EPK. Yeah. EPK. So EPK. someone received okay. that email and they looked at it and they said, you know what? She's brand new. She doesn't know she needs an EPK. You know what I mean? That's, that's the grace mm-hmm. I'm talking about. Or someone that watches one yeah. of my YouTube videos and says, okay, his video's terrible. It's not good. He's not Joe Rogan by any means, but I like the content. I like the heart. I like where he's going, you know, and, and there's, I've been blessed and I'm sure you have as well with people Mm. that have said, you know what, I I know where you're going. You're not there yet, but I'm going to, you know, you know what I mean? Like they sign up because they believe in you and they, and I, I, that's what I have found. And I believe that's probably true for you as well is there's people who believe in you and they know you, they know your heart, they know your songwriting they know where your songs come from. Is that fair? Like, do you know what I mean? Do you follow me on that? Oh yeah. No, totally. 100%. And I think, you know, the whole thing about overnight success too, is like, that's such a myth. Like anytime, like there's an artist that completely appears to fall out of nowhere and has a billboard number one or whatever, they've been working behind the scenes for so long to get there. And I think, you know, even for them and for me too, like, you know, like you said, I've definitely had a couple, no, not a couple, a lot of little failures from here and there. Like when I started not knowing what the heck I was doing, but like, I'm so grateful that there were people to say like, Hey, like maybe you should send an EPK. And I'm like, what's that? And then I watched a YouTube video about what it is. And then, Oh yeah. Now that I'm sending EPKs, I'm getting stuff now. And that was a major turning point. Like when I started and I was sending emails without an EPK, when I tell you I got zero anything, I got zero nothing. Like I didn't get anything. The second I send started sending that, I started getting things. And that's kind of like something that's not as known in the industry until you're like in it, in it. Um, but I'm so grateful for everybody who was there from the beginning. Um, because like you said, anytime you kind of discover somebody who's just starting out, they can kind of see like, oh, they're new, but I'm going to go along for the ride anyway. And I think the people who really get people to come along for the ride, even when they're new and don't know what they're doing, it's their personality, which is something you touched on a little bit, because I think, you know, like art or whatever you're doing, there's a person behind all of it. And if you love that person, and if you connect to that person, if that person's authentic and all of those things, you're going to want to support them and watch them grow. And I feel like I've seen that happen with a handful of my fans um, and my family and friends who have also been so supportive from the beginning. 
because I've just tried to stay true to myself throughout the whole thing. And I wasn't faking anything, not even from the beginning. And that's something I know I did right from the beginning because I never once tried to put on a fake persona or anything. Um, And I think even though I kind of took a few missteps with the marketing and networking, I was always true to myself, which in the long run definitely helped a lot. And so, yeah, just try things like you don't have to know what you're doing when you start something. Nobody knows what they're doing, knows what they're doing when they start. And so I think it's one of those things where you just have to, like, take the plunge and see what happens, because if you don't try, you'll never know. Oh, gosh, this has been one of my favorite interviews. I I, I really I I mean that like I genuinely, genuinely mean that Um, because it's it's real and it's it's true. Look, it's easy to have. Let's just say I had Taylor Swift on, which will probably never happen. But oh, let's just say I had Taylor Swift on, right? Taylor Swift's going to tell the story, and everybody's going to hear Taylor, Taylor Swift, and she's they're going to see, oh yeah, she sold a bazillion albums, and she's whatever. Again, <laughs> hypothetical. But you know what? They don't know the struggle. And and I what I love about our conversation today is the struggle. It not that I don't love that we go through a struggle, but what I want people to hear mm-hmm. is, look, it's not American Idol. You know, and to your point, no. <laughs> if I walked out on stage and and sung at American Idol, and I, let's just say I won American Idol, Carrie Underwood didn't just show up at American Idol and start singing. Carrie Underwood was singing right. her whole life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, name. I don't care who the artist is, what the TV show is, what the um, whatever it is. You don't just show up and are good. You it doesn't mm-hmm. that applies to sports. It applies to business. It applies to music. There's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes. And, and sometimes I was going to mention this because I think this is hard for us as well. Again, drawing that, that same comparison. Sometimes you have to put a little bit of ego aside, you know, cause, uh-huh. cause I think for us, at least for me, when it comes to growing a business, you say, well, I know the best way to do this, but then somebody tells you, you need an EPK and you're like, okay, I didn't know what that was, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know I mean? It takes a little bit of, it takes a little bit of, cause I could fight that and go, no, I don't, I can do this. I I'm, I'm talented. You just see what I'm saying? I think there's a, there's a part of us that wants to say, no, I'm good enough. I don't need that. Well, no, there's people that know how to do this. And so we have to be willing and accepting to say, you know what? I don't know what that is. I'll find out what it is. And I'll sure as heck get it in my next email to your point. Um, Mm -hmm. because that's what helps us. So I don't know. I just, I've loved this interview. I really have. Um, I hope you have because I've taken a lot of your time. (laughs) Um, Oh no, it's fantastic. Um, about your point about, you know, like people knowing better and listening to them, like 100%. Um, and I mentioned earlier, there's someone who has truly become such a mentor and such a great friend recently. Um, and he's a great example of being somebody in the industry who knows exactly what he's talking about. He knows a ton of things. He's so knowledgeable. Um, and like, I'm always one to kind of, you know, listen when things are being said to me, like, this is what you need to do. Like, I'll, I'll take it and grow. But I'm not going to lie, like, I'm going to be honest here, like, when it comes to my music, I can have a little bit of a stubborn streak, mm-hmm. because it's so close right. to me. And right. he straight up told me to meet you're stubborn, you're right. so stubborn. I'm like, what? and right. like, he straight up told me that. And like, he's like, one of my best friends. And now I'm just like, you know what? Yeah, I am totally stubborn. And just like from 
you know, I feel like I've always known it. Um, but when I was told I need an EPK, I did it because, you know, like I had to get one together. It was kind of a pain in the butt getting it on my website and all that. Um, I went through it because I knew I needed it. But with some other things, I can kind of, I'm very opinionated at times and I can kind of hold on to things. Um, and he was basically telling me like, you know, you're a great artist, you're a sweetheart, you're an amazing songwriter, but you, you've got to be less stubborn. Um, and ever since he kind of brought that to my attention, the last couple of months, like, my personality like I've grown so much and he's even said like wow like you're actually listening to what I'm telling you like what happened like what happened to you now um and I think it's because I'm finally realizing like I want to be successful in the industry so much um and even though I'm very opinionated at times um and can be super stubborn at times I'm starting to realize that I have somebody in my life who truly believes in me and wants me to succeed. And if he tells me not to do something, I'm not going to do it. If he tells me to try something, I'm going to try it because he knows better than me. And I think it took me such a long time to get there because um, this is another thing that is kind of deep, but I'll, I'll say it here. Um, for a really long time, I felt like not, no one really believed in my in me and my music at all mm -hmm. um and I feel like because I felt like nobody believed in me I thought I had to do it all myself and whatever I did was what it was um and once he came along and started really believing in me it took me a really long time to even accept it mm -hmm. and I think that's why I kind of pushed back a lot because I was like this this is too good to be true like he doesn't actually believe in me like all those kind of things because for so long I didn't feel that um and so I think that's one of the main things that maybe have a major stubborn streak because I didn't really want to accept the fact that maybe there's somebody who actually does believe in me. Um, so that was a big turning point, turning point for me. But yeah, like, honestly, it's so important to listen to what people say when they're more knowledgeable and, and know more than you, because, um, you know, I learned from so many people and who knows, maybe one day, like I'll be able to, you know, pass my knowledge on to somebody else and say, Hey, this is what you do. This is what not to do. Um, so I feel like there's a, there's a constant transfer of, you know, knowledge and inspiration and direction. Well, you're wise beyond your years because you're right. But at the same time, especially in the industry you're in, there's trust issues. You know, oh, how, yeah. how, how many stories have we seen documentaries have we seen about artists that we're really taking advantage of, um, mm -hmm. you know, because because there's people that are out there just like there is in the business world that that want to take advantage of someone right. that's especially new. So it takes a while to develop the trust. And the other thing I would say that that I really appreciate about you, too, is I, I agree with you. I, at the end of the day, this is personal. This isn't just a business. This isn't me just making a check. This is personal for you. It's personal. <laughs> you've written the music. These are your words. These are your stories you've put down on paper and, and now into music form. This is personal. And so, of course, you're going to be opinionated. It's personal. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know if, if anyone in the non-creative world can understand how personal this is. It's just like a business. Again, not to make the, the, the comparison, but just like a bit, it's personal. This is, this is my business. This is my dream. You know what I mean? For you, it's music yeah. for someone, it's sports for someone, it's whatever. We all have a dream. And when we pour our heart and soul into it, we want people to share the passion and right. it's very difficult. And there's, again, there's trust issues. I think for people to find up someone that says, you know what, I believe with the same heart and passion that you do, even though it's not mine, you know, my music, my job, my business, whatever it is, I believe and, and to trust them enough to be able to do that. So I think this has been amazing. I, I hope people have really appreciated this. I yeah. have. Um, 
So <laughs> because of all that, how can we support you? So anyone listening to this, you're on Spotify, you're on, are you on, are you on, you're on all the platforms? Yeah, I'm on all the platforms. My artist's name is Demi Michelle. So you can find me on all those. My website is DemiMSchwartz.com, which is D-E-M-I-M-S-C-H-W-A-R-T-Z.com, where you can also find all of my music, um, the podcast I host, which is Right on Track, a songwriting podcast. I run a blog on there as well. And my shop is on there where I'm selling signed Dear Diary CDs and also Dear Diary inspired merch. Love it. How, so how, how, again, not to, so if someone hears this and they say, you know what, she's special. I want to support her. What's the best way for us to support you? Is it to download the music? Is it to buy up, buy some merch? What's the best way to support you? Oh, the best way to support me is to definitely listen to Dear Diary. But if you can buy the merch or a signed CD or a download on iTunes, because I don't know if you guys listening know, but Spotify and the other streaming platforms are really taking over in the industry. But a stream basically pays an artist a fraction of a cent. Mm. Um, so you need millions and millions and millions of streams on Spotify to even basically get paid on there. So a lot of things that artists are turning to, to even, you know, get income with their music is definitely playing live shows. Um, but downloading the album on iTunes and also the signed CD and merch on my website will help so much. So much. Okay. Well, everybody listening, do me a favor and support my new friend and my girl, Demi. She's she's out to getting it done. Uh, you're on the socials. You're very active on the socials as well. Where can they find you? Mm-hmm. So again, um, my handle, just like my website, is at Demi M. Schwartz. And you will definitely notice me because on almost all my socials, when you find me on Twitter, Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, YouTube, um, Twitter and Facebook or Twitter and Instagram, actually, you'll see a butterfly emoji next to my name. Um, and that's like a huge part of my brand. So if you see Demi Michelle on the butterfly, that's me. <laughs> And I don't know if I've said, have I said it wrong the whole time? Is it Demi or Demi? It's Demi. Yeah, Demi. it's fine. <laughs> Did I say it wrong the whole time? I'm so sorry. I, yeah, it's fine. No, literally like, Demi? it's fine. No, I, I gotta say it right. So it's... let me just get it right. Demi? <laughs> Am I saying it right? Yep. All right. Yep. <laughs> Demi? Everybody thinks it's Demi. <laughs> it's, you know, Demi Lovato is so famous True. and popular. Yeah. Um, yeah, but mine is to me so yeah it's different but right. no worries it's good everybody usually said they're wrong <laughs> <laughs> my bad goodness sakes aaron do your homework all right well either way <laughs> support my friend uh demi did i say it right did yep, it? Demi. nailed it all right so everybody either way everybody please, please support and and um thank you so much like this has been really really interesting i hope it's been good for you um i, I want to get it out on all the platforms and, and all those things, because this is really good. Like, I, I feel like there's something here for everyone, not just people that are, mm-hmm. uh, as you said, they're part of the creative process on the music side, but, but this, right. this hit home for me. And I hope it will for others that wherever this lands mm-hmm. again, I don't handle that. I, I, I control the inputs guy controls the outcome, uh, of every podcast I do. So, um, thank you. Thank you for supporting me. Um, you have been awesome on socials. You share everything. You like everything. Uh, we've never met before, but I, I'm so thankful for you and, and that, and I want nothing but success for you. 
Oh, thank you. That means so much. Um, your show is truly, like I said at the beginning, so inspiring. So I'm so proud of you and all you're doing as well. And it was truly an honor. Like when you told me I could be on the show, I was like, this is fantastic because I love the show. <laughs> um, so this was like such an honor. So thank you so, so much for having me on. Well, you have an open invite anytime you want to come back. And I tell everyone that, but but you certainly have an open invite uh, for <laughs> your next you. CD launch, whatever it may be, whatever's next for to me. Um, <laughs> it, it is absolutely <laughs> an open invite for you. Oh, thank you so much. That means a world to me. Thank you. All right. We will talk to you so soon. Good luck to you. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Unscripted Podcast with your host, Aaron Conrad, from his studio at the Junction in Old Hilliard. Make sure to like, share, follow, and review on your favorite podcast platforms. Also, make sure to check out my song, Great and Mighty One, on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your music. We'll see you next time on Unscripted with Aaron Conrad. Attention shoppers, we now have taste in the bread aisle. Dave's Killer Bread. That's right, an organic bread that's no longer a sedative for your taste buds. Dave's Killer Bread is on a mission to make the most of the loaf, to rid the world of GMOs, high fructose corn syrup, and artificial ingredients, and plant the seeds of good in all that they bake. Killer taste, killer texture, and always organic. Dave's Killer Bread. Bread amplified. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. 